0: This month's episodes are sponsored by Crossway, publisher of the English Standard Version of the Bible and many helpful Bible resources, such as the ESV Bible with Creeds and Confessions. This resource contains 13 important creeds and confessions from church history placed after the ESV text, including the Apostles' Creed, the Belgic Confession, and the Heidelberg Catechism. With introductions written by Chad Van Dixhorn, you will come away with a better grasp of history and original purpose of each historical articulation of the Christian faith. Available in True Tone, True Tone Overboard, and premium goatskin leather. Learn more at crossway.org. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at shepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 101. And today, we're talking about provision. Worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love. So today, we're continuing the series talking about the man's responsibility to provide. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you as we talk about provision in a big way. We are under providers because you are our ultimate provider. And so help us as we're thinking through this as men trying to train other men, raise up sons, build up more and more elders within a local church. Help us to help us to know that you ultimately provide for us and that we learn this. We learn this from you. You take care of your children and we thank you for that. Help us to take care of those who are around us and to work hard to provide for them financially the things that we need as a family. Lord, I trust that you're going to bless the work of our hands. Please help. I trust that you're going to lead this discussion. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope you're doing well today. We've got a really great giveaway for the month of August. The It's going live today, actually. And this may come out a few minutes before the giveaway goes live, but by the time you're hearing this, most likely you can find it on the Shepherd's Crook Facebook page or on Instagram. We are giving away a crossway goat skin ESV leather Bible. And it is the creeds and confessions Bible. That's what I'm actually reading from right now. So when I read this text here in a little bit from first Timothy, I'll be reading from this creeds and confessions Bible. They were kind enough to send me one a couple months in advance so I could check it out and then talk about it from personal experience as I tell you to go sign up for the giveaway or to go check it out and buy yourself a copy. It's a very good Bible, very nice Bible. I love it, and I think you're going to love it too, so check it out. It's the goatskin version of it, and uh, it's just great. It's a great giveaway. I'm so thankful that Crossway has partnered with us to do this. Okay, we are talking about manhood, and we're going through these six words that I have put together from the scriptures that I think put together biblical manhood. Worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love. Here's what 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 says. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, gender gender specific here, his relatives, and especially for the members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. This is the only passage in all the scripture we find that there is some sort of category of being worse than an unbeliever. We really don't even have a frame of reference for what that means other than the fact that it's really bad. But clearly, Timothy is told that the men in the church and in society in general understand and need to be reminded that they are to provide for their relatives and especially for their household. The obligations of the man go out from his household even into his relatives. He is to provide for his family That's what men do. They provide. And a man who refuses to provide for his family. Now, this is the kind of work. A few weeks ago, I talked about work, and and that encompasses work that is not even for pay. It's It's a way of life. But now we're specifically talking about work that is for provision. The man must do whatever he has to do to provide for those under his care. He is the head of the household, and the household benefits from his work. Now this has layers to it, as does all these words, as do all these words. So we're talking about material provision, so providing, but also spiritual provision that we'll look at here in a minute. But it is absolutely clear that a man is responsible to provide for his relatives, especially those of his household. So men... As we're thinking about training sons and teaching our men at church, we're going to be working with men that have really good jobs and then working with men that don't have as good of jobs. But one thing that we have to make clear to them is that it is their responsibility to provide for their family. It is not the responsibility of the wife. In no way do we ever get a command that wives are responsible to provide for their family financially. That is the job of the man, period. Are there exceptions? Well, of course there are exceptions. If the man gets in a car accident and can't work, is in a a comatose state for an extended period of time, then like Lydia in the scriptures in, in Acts chapter 16 or 17, she's going to have to work. She's going to have to work outside of the home, and it's not wrong. We've talked about this for a wife to work outside the home, but it's not her responsibility. Her primary care is inside the home. She is not a provider In the same way that the man is called to be provider. Men are called to provide for our families. So that means they're going to have to work. Now, in the case of death, like of the man, if the man is to die and tragic for the family. It's very, very sad. But the men need, the man needs to be thinking through beforehand, how can I prepare my family for me being gone if I am to die? Things like life insurance, things like, things like assets and, and investments and savings and retirement are things that men are required to think through. And let me just challenge you guys, I'm not going to be the one that can primarily tell you how to do all these things. But you have got to find resources that can help you to think through how to provide for your family beyond your life. If you die today, is your family going to be okay? The man has to be thinking through things like this by building assets, by getting productive property. I can encourage you to read the book "Man of the House" by C. R. Wiley. If you read that book, it's going to get a really good—you'll get some really good handles how to practically take care of your family beyond just your salary at the church or your salary wherever else you work. It's a way to invest and build property that is profitable for you and doesn't just suck resources away from you. And you're thinking about investments. You want to think about investments that are far more assets than liabilities. We don't want to get properties or investments that are just barely on that line, just making us just barely amount of money that doesn't justify us having it. We want to get assets that build money and build income and build wealth for the sake of our family. So l- let's just think about work in my life, and, and you think through and, and apply this to your life in any way that you can. Uh, I, I got into ministry when I was very young. When I left college, I started work at a lumberyard and also was working as a, as a pastor, as a young pastor, 24 years old. And the church was able to pay me $1,200 a month. And looking back now, it was pretty good. We, we were a church of 70 to 80 people, and at that time we were all very young, so we just didn't have a lot of money. And so twelve hundred dollars a month was pretty good. And I was able to supplement that by working at the lumber yard and making nine bucks an hour or something like that as a full time job. And so I was able to live pretty decent for a single guy. I didn't yet understand money and, and investments, those sorts of things. But I had purchased a house. I purchased a nineteen seventy three trailer that was just it dropped right in my lap. My good buddy Micah, he was on the he was a, the guy that I interviewed last week, sold me his trailer. And I lived in that trailer for several years, and my wife and I, for the first seven years of marriage, lived in that trailer, but was able to pay that thing off. I only owed $18,000 on it, bought it for $18,500, and worked and had a couple buddies live with me, and they helped me pay that mortgage off by paying me rent. Well, fast forward, I worked through a couple pastoral ministry jobs and continue to work at churches, but I've always had these side gigs that I've had to have to make ends meet or to do what we wanted to do in our life and uh, to build savings and and those sorts of things. Just, I've had to work other jobs. So I've worked at UPS in the morning, preload, get there at four four in the morning, load boxes into cars, get done at eight or nine o'clock, and then just go do the rest of my day in ministry. I've worked construction, I've worked at plumbing supply warehouses. I've always had these manual labor kind of jobs on the side. Uh, And then now, up to today, I I now work for these ice machines. You've heard me talk about this just minimally before, I think. But now I'm a maintenance man on some ice machines. And so I go and service these machines. It doesn't require very much work, and it pays very, very well. It's a perfect side opportunity for me as I'm doing pastoral ministry. It's providing me a way to be able to hopefully be completely debt-free, the way I've ran the numbers, Have our house paid off, have everything paid off, within five to six years, depending upon how things go. And so God has provided for me, and that has been requirement for us as a family. To be able to do what we need to do as a family, I don't need a lot of money, but I don't currently make a big salary at our church position, so I need to do some side work to be able to do what we need to do and pay what we need to pay and have my wife be able to be free to be at home without guilt of thinking that she's got to make some extra money and do this or that. I'm not guilting my my wife saying that she's got to go out and use her... Use her degree and all that kind of stuff outside of the home. She is using her degree inside of the home. And so, the other things I've done as well is I've driven a, a bread route with my best friend. He owns a Pepper's Farms route, and I've driven a bread route. Now, for every every pastor that's listening out there, you've got your stories as well. Most likely, you've had to work side jobs. You've had to do whatever you got to do to make ends meet. It's just a part of pastoral ministry. And guys, this is a requirement of us. If you're not in pastoral ministry, if you're just, uh, you know, I, I know that there's a police officer that listens in, and police officers, thank you so much for your work, for goodness sakes. I mean, for all the ridicule and the, and the persecution that you're getting right now, legit persecution that you you're getting right now there are people who really appreciate you and we thank you for your service but police officers they don't do it for the money they don't make a ton of money you may have to get a side gig whatever it is that you're doing you got to be thinking through how can I provide for my family that's physical provision money materially, how can I take care of them and give them what they need? Now, spiritually, we have spiritual obligations as well as men. This word provision doesn't just simply mean make money for the family because we know so many men who have made a lot of money and yet they've left a wake of damage in their background because they've been workaholics and they've not taken care of the second part of provision, which is spiritual provision for their family. We want to make sure that our family are taken care of emotionally and spiritually. Ephesians chapter 6 says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. For some reason, dads like annoying their children. There's this natural impulse just to get them and and I don't know why that is but we are not to provoke our children to anger clearly God just says it don't provoke your children to anger but if you're around if you can if you have the ability to provoke them that means you're around them the expectation of the scriptures is that fathers are going to be around them and they're not to provoke them but they're to do something else they're to they're to raise them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord meaning fathers must have the time to raise up their children, to spend big, large, quantitative amounts of time with their children, providing for them spiritual instruction. We are to instruct our children. That's the obligation of the parents. And fathers, we're to provide emotional health. We're we're to provide an environment in our homes that doesn't simply include what they need, the clothes on their back, the food in the pantry, the ability to do school, those sorts of things. We must provide spiritual care as well where they don't have to go to other people they don't or they're not dependent upon the church or their Sunday school teachers or wherever it may be they're not dependent upon the mom exclusively to be the teacher fathers are to provide spiritual care and emotionally healthy environments for their children, for their family. That's just what God's called us to. And guys, this is a great joy. This is a really great part of biblical manhood, that we get to work to provide for our family and provide spiritual care and emotional health to our family. We get to see our families flourish. When we get to see the smile on our children's faces, when we get to see those around us who are safe and secure because we have worked hard That brings a lot of joy to us personally. We get a lot of benefit from seeing the fruit of our labor come to fruition right in front of us and grow. And so men, it is a great joy to be able to provide for our families, not just materially, but spiritually as well. But this is a part of manhood that's never going away and we need to train our sons to do it. Worship, work, protect, provide, lead, and love. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.